This is The Space Shot, episode 210 for December 10th, 2017. Going Rogue. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. On December 10th, 2016, Star Wars Rogue One opened at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood, the world premiere for the first Star Wars movie to not center on the Skywalker family. What? Rogue One has been criticized for being slow in the first two-thirds of the movie, but I just watched it again this morning, and I don't really think that's a fair characterization. There was a lot to cover leading up to the climactic battle at the end of the movie. Characters had to be assembled from different places across the galaxy, and I thought the build-up to the finale was enjoyable. The visuals in this movie are incredible. The opening scene with an Imperial shuttle flying above a planetary ring is incredibly striking. When the movie first came out in theaters, I'm pretty sure I probably saw it at least three or four times, and I enjoyed it more with each showing. There's a lot of Easter eggs, everything from blue milk in the opening minutes of the movie to small bits of dialogue between stormtroopers on screen. It really immerses you in the Star Wars universe. I also like how Rogue One ties into A New Hope, with the Death Star's weakness now fully explained. The plot of the movie revolves around a scientist who decides that his work on the Death Star is something that he no longer wants to be part of. He decides that he will continue to work on the Death Star only to undermine that design by creating a flaw that's so small no one would be able to see it unless they were looking specifically for that flaw. of the Rebel Alliance. All squadron leaders report in. Admiral, this is Blue Leader standing by. This is Gold Leader standing by. This is Red Leader standing by. I'm going on record as saying that the battle at Scarif is the best battle out of all the Star Wars movies. The action, special effects, and that last scene are phenomenal. On the off chance you still haven't seen the movie, do yourself a favor and rent or buy it. Some people complained about the CGI likenesses of Peter Cushing and a young Carrie Fisher in this movie. These characters had live-action actors that were blended with CG, and they moved into the uncanny valley where they looked almost human, but not close enough. I found them to be a bit eerie-looking, but I wasn't really pulled from the movie like some reviewers were. I think my favorite character in Rogue One has to be K-2SO, the quippy reprogrammed Imperial security droid that's voiced by Alan Tudyk. Tudyk played Wash in the TV series Firefly, and in this movie his one-liners are pretty good. Kyber crystal. All they can get. We wondered why they were stripping the temple. Now we know. It's the fuel for the weapon. The weapon your father's building. Maybe we should leave target practice behind. Are you talking about me? She's right. We need to blend in. Stay with the ship. I can blend in. I'm an Imperial droid. The city is under Imperial occupation. Half the people here want to reprogram you. The other half want to put a hole in your head. 
I'm surprised you're so concerned with my safety. I'm not. I'm just worried they might miss you. And hit me. Doesn't sound so bad to me. I do have one piece of space history before I end today's episode. On December 10th, 1998, the astronauts and cosmonaut aboard the shuttle Endeavour entered the International Space Station for the first time. The objective of this flight was the launch and installation of the first American space station module, the Unity Node. American astronaut Bob Cabana and Russian cosmonaut Sergei Krikalev entered the Unity Node the first time that anyone had entered the station while it was in orbit. In the nearly 20 years since the first station components launched, the ISS has grown quite a bit. Currently, there are six people on board the International Space Station, and the total cumulative time that the astronauts and cosmonauts have spent on board the station as of recording this episode is 6,247 days. The next crew for the station will be launching on December 17th aboard a Soyuz rocket launching from the Baikonur Cosmodrome. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I appreciate everyone that's left a review. It really means a lot to me, and it does help even more people find the show. If you leave a review, screenshot that review and send it to me at John Molnick's pretty much anywhere on the internet, and I will send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, we're back on the normal release schedule with Apollo 17 landing on the moon and Star Trek Insurrection. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>